So today's kind of a tricky one. We're in uh, Matthew 18, and we're picking up on verse 6. And so Jesus is just talking about the greatest in the kingdom of heaven, and he kind of goes through this transition. So I want to kind of point this out. Anyway, welcome to Keeping Up with the King. This is episode 187, in case you're keeping track. And we are in Matthew 18, and Jesus said, Assuredly, I say to you, unless you are converted and become as a little as little children, you'll by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. So, in order to be saved, you got to become like a little child. Okay. Therefore, whoever humbles himself as this little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And whoever receives one little child like this in my name receives me. Now, in verse 6, you're going to notice there's a little change. So let's, let's pay attention here. It says, But whoever causes one of these little ones who believes in me to sin. So now, is he talking about little children here, or is he talking about Christians? Right, those who have believed in him, and so I think what he's what he's doing here is he's making that transition from talking about this little child to be an example of of the hum of humility and coming to him and receiving his grace freely, uh, as we talked about the last couple of days, and now he's talking about Christians, right? He's talking about those people who have received him, those who have received him as little children, right? And I think we're clued into that with that. Um, that first line, but whoever causes one of these little ones who believes in me to sin, one of the little ones who believes in me. Um, and so now he's, I, I believe he's talking about Christians in general, not just children, but nevertheless, children as well. Uh, I think maybe children, I don't, I don't, if you just want to say, well, Mike, I think he's talking about little Christian children. Okay, great. We'll just stick with that if that makes you feel better. But I think he's talking about it in general. But he says, whoever causes one of these little ones who believes in me to sin, it would be better for him if a millstone were hung around his neck and he were drowned in the depths of the sea. Now, there's this weird thing going around about Jesus. And it's this weird, like, cuddly, Jesus wouldn't want to hurt anyone's feelings. Jesus accepts everybody. Uh, as they are and wants to stay as they are and will affirm you and uh, your behavior and your belief systems. And Jesus just wants to give you warm, fuzzy cuddles. And the problem with that, well, there's a lot of problems with that. But one of them is something like this, where Jesus says, hey, whoever causes one of these little ones who believes in me to sin, it would be better for him to have a millstone hung around his neck and be drowned in the depths of the sea. So yeah, so Jesus is saying, hey, if you're going to, it would be better if you're if you were going to lead some somebody into sin. It would be better for you to just die. It would be better 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 for you to tie a rock around your neck and go jump in the lake. That's some pretty harsh talk. But I think this demonstrates something that we're going to see in the next few verses as well: the seriousness of sin, the seriousness of corrupting somebody else. Because here's the thing. The ripple, the ripple effects of sinful behavior, it just, it goes and goes and goes. Those things that we think, oh, it's not that big of a deal, but the ripple effects are huge. Anytime you think sin's not a big deal, well, you've been deceived. Because it is. Because Jesus went to the cross for sin. Was it just for, for the big ones? I think not. I think it was for all of them. And so, when we start to talk about this, what are people, what things are going on in our culture that would 
be something that I might promote that would cause little ones to sin. I mean, it's amazing to me how many people that call themselves Christians are also pro-choice. They're promoting this idea that it's okay to kill your unborn child. And they would say, oh, well, it's just a lump of cells. Well, guess what? I have news for you. You, my friend, are a lump of cells. Yes, that, that's, that's what we are. We're lumps of cells. That's just a way to justify the sinful behavior. Say, well, 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 it's not a viable, it's not viable. You know, until a certain age, it's not viable. What age? What age? 30 weeks. Well, wrong again, because you see, um, I happen to know somebody that was born before 30 weeks. And so we go, well, they can, at that age, they couldn't, they, they can't live on, they can't, they couldn't survive on their own. So, you know, it's okay to abort them because they're, they're, they couldn't survive on their own. Well, guess what? Um, most anybody under the age of maybe 18 months is not going to survive on their own. They're just not going to. And maybe even older than that, they're not going to survive on their own. And so what we get down to over and over is these arguments that this is okay. It's okay to do this because of location. Because the baby's in the womb, it makes it suddenly different than when it's out of the womb, which is patently ridiculous. Um that you know the, the the thing about well it's not it's it's just a lump of cells well guess what that lump of cells is going is, is human and it's going to continue to be human it's not going to turn into something else and people say well you're infringing upon a woman's right to choose well secondly that's um that's not a biblical concept that uh that someone and, and in fact it's not even an american concept that somebody's right to their pursuit of happiness trumps someone else's right to be alive. It doesn't. In fact, uh, when the, uh, the framers of our constitution, when, and the writers of the declaration of independence, when they, when they, it's, it says what life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. And the last one wasn't going to be pursuit of happiness. That was thrown on there. Um, it was going to be property, but but ultimately, the first thing is life. You have the right to be alive. And now I have rights to pursue happiness. I have rights to do things that will, will make me happy. And as long as those things don't infringe upon your light, your right to be alive, right? I have the right to eat junk food until I die. I have that right. And other people might say, well, that's, that's causing other people to have to pay your health care costs. Um, you know, that's causing other people... You know, yeah, that might be true, but here's the thing. Um, is me eating this killing someone? Well, it's killing me, but it's not killing someone else. So my right to choose what makes me happy cannot infringe upon your right to be alive. And so if we were going, and this word is talking in United States basic foundational principles of, of life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. And so therefore, the woman's right to choose what's going to make her happy does not give her the right to kill a child. Now, there's all kinds of other things that the arguments that people go in here. Well, what about the dad? Yeah, dad, dad, father should be held responsible. Well, what about rape or incest? Yeah, those things are horrible. Those things are horrible. But the question then is, if there's a child who's born out of rape or incest, do we kill them? Do we kill people that have uh, birth defects? 
you know, there's countries where if they find out during the pregnancy that the child has Down syndrome, they'll end the pregnancy, which is horrible. If you've ever met a person with Down syndrome, you you know they're beautiful. They're, they're amazing, beloved creatures of God, and they have a kindness and a joy in them that's fantastic. And what are we doing? We're saying, oh, that, that's going to cause me more work, so I'll kill it. See, because bottom line is it's selfishness. And we're teaching our kids this. We're telling our kids that this is okay. We're telling our kids these crazy things, that this is, this is like a method of birth control. Well, it's, it's, yeah, killing a baby would be, before it's born, is a method of birth control, but it's, it's, it's tragic. It's tragic. When, when someone has a miscarriage, they talk about, and having experienced this myself, you don't say, oh, we lost a lump of cells. It's not. It's, I lost the, we lost the baby. That's what we say, because that's what's true. And so we have to ask ourselves, what, what are we doing? What am I teaching my kids? What am I, what am I promoting? What am I promoting with, what's my political party promoting? I mean, we're, this country's insane. It is absolutely insane that people promote things and they haven't thought through it. They just believe it because their political party says it. Because the Republican Party says this, they promote that. I believe whatever my party says. And the Democrat, whatever my party says. Now, that might not be the case for you, and that is good news. But for a lot of people, the only reason they support any cause or any movement or any idea is because their political party does. And there's all kinds of things that are blatantly sinful that political parties are promoting. There's all kinds of ideas that are destructive and sinful that political parties are promoting. And some of you are promoting those things as well. Some of you um, are promoting things that the Bible clearly says are sinful. And here's the crazy thing. You think you're being loving. You think it's the loving thing to do to affirm somebody in their sinful behavior and their sinful choices. And they may continue to, they might tell you, well, I didn't choose this. This is just who I am. But again, here's something that you, you've got to understand from the Bible. The Bible says, yeah, you didn't choose to be a sinner. You are one. Just because you have desires, just because you have inclinations, just because you have um, certain lusts doesn't mean you have to fulfill them. Because most of the time, those things are not healthy and they're not helpful. And giving in to them, uh, especially when they're things that the Bible says are wrong, uh, it's sinful. And if I promote, if according to this verse, Jesus is saying, if you if you promote sin as okay, if you tell somebody, no, I'm going to affirm that what you're doing is okay, when the Bible says it's not, Jesus is saying to you, it's better for you to go tie a rock around your neck and jump into the ocean. Jesus would say that. Jesus did say that. That's what he said. Whoever causes one of these little ones who believes in me to sin, it would be better for him if a millstone were hung around his neck and he were drowned in the depths of the sea. If we go and we promote something that is sinful and we say it's okay, Jesus is saying it's better for you to be dead. It's better for you to be dead. Because you're leading a person into lifelong bondage. You're leading them into to slavery and shame and death you're leading them into something that's going to 
further separate them from their creator and from their savior? You are saying that what Jesus did on the cross, what he paid for, is not that big of a deal. And in fact, those things that he paid for, they weren't even bad. They're okay. That is a great, great evil. And it's a corrupting evil. And if that's you, well, then you need to repent. And there's things that personally I have looked at in my life where I've realized, like, you know, I, I promoted something that was bad. And I have to go to the Lord and say, God, forgive me. God, forgive me for promoting this. Forgive me for accepting this. Forgive me for saying something was okay that was not. It's an uncomfortable thing to tell somebody they're wrong. It's an uncomfortable thing to tell somebody that that thing that, that they're doing, you love them, but what they're doing is hurting them. That's a hard thing to do. But you know what? It's a loving thing to do. And I'm often convicted that I don't love people enough to tell them. I don't love them enough to tell them like, hey, that, that thing you've been doing, that thing you're caught up in, that thing that you say you are, is sin and wickedness. And it it's, goes against what God wants for you, what God, God desires from you, which is so much better. You've bought into a lie. You've fallen into deception. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to keep you separated from him in this life and for eternity. Anyway, that's heavy stuff. Hopefully it didn't smash your toes too much. God bless you. Talk to you next time.